Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Questions from the audience from homeloanexpert.com studios. Timothy Mike McKernan, Action Jackson with you on QFTA. A new day here on uh, Wednesdays as we are doing interviews. Once again, Joe Buck, our guest this this week. If you haven't seen that one, you can watch that on YouTube or listen to it on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And a very special guest on QFTA, ladies and gentlemen, Jennings Randolph Jr. The people love Jennings Randolph Jr. What's up, Jennings? Jennings, nurse. Has anybody seen my nurse, Jackson? <laughs> I think, I think... <laughs> a nurse. I gotta hit my. I gotta hit my thing. <laughs> Hold on. I but I. I told Jackson I gotta get my brand. I'm try, try, trying to get my brand better. So I, my, I gotta hit my thing. So I, 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 like I posted. I, I, Hold on, Jackson. Right. <laughs> now we're good. Jeez. Now we're good. All right. How all you right. boys doing? What's the good word? What's the good word? I see the Sullivan golf course flag over your head. Flying proud. <laughs> I was texting with you. We were te- well, first off, why don't we why don't we talk about it right here? Yeah. Um, we've been emailing about the fan pin club championship. Yeah. Jackson, you better buckle up here, brother, because didn't you fold like a cheap tent last year? Yeah, against Jakey Jakey Big Mistakey. You don't want to fold against Jakey Jakey Big Mistakey. No, no you don't play. Jake um, don't play. But uh, we were emailing about it uh, here this afternoon, actually. And then I'm like, oh, we're going to be doing QFTA. So uh, I wanted to talk about Mickelson. So I asked Jay to jump on and he's kind enough to do it. But let's start with the Fan Pin Club Championship. Right. It's looking like Sunday, May 1st for the entire first round at Gateway National, like we did Two years ago when uh, Iggy had uh, his own personal caddy, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes he did. Anna. Uh, yep. It was a special, <laughs> special day. Um, it, it worked out good where we did the one day. Anybody that's been in, you know, whoever was in the last one will be invited first. Um, you know, we, we've got it down to kind of a science gateway. It loves having us and they do a good job. And, you know, the golf course is going to be in good shape. And this is year number six. 
Is that right? Yeah, six. And you won, Cletus won, Gee won. Gee won. And Peg won, Todd Callahan won. Yeah, five five years, five different winners. Yeah, how about that? Um, So we will announce how to register and the whole thing. What I want to do is I want to coordinate. I want to try to... uh, to do this thing with some video of uh, of matches, commentary, yep. highlights, not to say we'll have production crews, but people can just shoot it with their phones, just like I did for uh, Iggy and Raby in their, their three-series match last year, and, uh, and try and do this thing up. When you get 64 listeners of the show together, uh, I think we can do more with this uh, and get it out there to the people. And so that's what we're looking forward to doing. I, I, I would imagine a lot of people – will want to play and uh i think it's going to be 125 bucks and like 40 or so of that will go to the prize fund so we're talking about like a 2500 dollars prize pool um, yes. if my math is not mistaken on that so if you want to play may 1st will be the day at gateway national 125 bucks uh, and then whatever ra- the rate is for whenever you play your second round match which will be on your own to, to set up but uh, Jay and Sean Barnes at Gateway have worked hard to set this up, and we will take it from here and hopefully get this thing organized and out to the people. Plus, Jennings, the dotum. I've had more meetings on the dotum in the last month than I think we had for the first five years of the event. Uh, and the people at Hubbard are excited about this. God, do I have the packet on me? I don't know if I have the packet on me. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. Jackson, you were in the meeting. Can the people see this? Look at this. Yeah. Remember remember the one we did a couple years ago? I don't. <laughs> Look at that. It's a whole thing. I mean, there's a whole packet on this thing. As it should be. It's 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 just gonna grow now. It, yeah. it's and I I think as long as we take care of the people that get, got it on the ground floor, I mean, I, I have a feeling both days are gonna sell out. I, I have a feeling both days are gonna sell out rather quick. I've even thought about maybe having it worst case. I mean, if they both sell out silly fast, having a little Wednesday afternoon nine hole deal at the Rock, and then going wherever the show's going to be with wow, Lisa. Wow! And. Wow! I, mean, I don't know. Practice round to get a feel for how the greens are rolling. Yeah, I mean, oh, or just to the just to the people that haven't been able to get involved. Yeah. I mean, I believe we will be uh, opening up registration in uh, uh, around uh, the start of April. Um, that is the plan. But the title sponsorship and two secondary sponsorships are already sold on the event. And uh, people are lining up. I mean, to have a room full of salespeople yesterday. How many people did you say were in that meeting, Jackson? I guess 15 to 20? Yeah, I was going to say 15. And Jennings, it was all built around the idea you concocted and pitched to me in 2016, which I said, I don't want to mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I think it's not going to go well, it's going to go well. And that's that's our lesson from that. Again, it, it, it validates the community aspect of the listenership, their Amen. involvement with events and, and charities and, and golf and what we do and, and all that stuff. And um, I just, I, I, bigger things are coming. So it's going to be an unbelievable couple of days. And, and I think the, the fan page will be good. I probably figure you play it. If we play May 1st, uh, which I think we're going to do, yeah. um, then you'll have your, your, your match will be done. And then those that move on will play May through August, I believe, you know, then you'll have, yeah, you'll have yeah, another 30 days to play your next match. So uh, advance to a round of 32, and uh, and like I said, I like going out there and shooting video of it yep. and uh, doing commentary. 
And I think there will be an opportunity to grow that and put that on the TMA YouTube channel where people can be watching this right now and uh, a chance for stardom and, uh, and and potentially Jennings will launch somebody onto the corn Ferry tour. Well, I think so. Yeah. By, winning, by winning the fan championship. All right. I mean, so we're, we're BSing about that. And then I'm like, Oh, Jackson and I are going to be doing QFT anyway. And I, I wanted to, I was texting with skip during balloon party today, but yeah. I have no idea where you are on what has taken place with Mickelson. Right. And uh, certainly the last 24 hours have been uh, substantial in the chapter Sunday with Dustin Johnson and Bryson saying they're out. Yeah. And then that felt like that was the, the final domino, at least on the big time, younger American players. And then last week, the Alan Shipnuck interview, which was done in November. I didn't realize that because you were in studio when I read that. And I right. was like, Man, this seems substantial for it to just be kind of posted out of nowhere. But Alan Shipnuck, the, the way I tried to draw an analogy to it for the people on 101 this morning, and, and tell me if this is accurate, he's kind of like Ken Rosenthal for golf. He's a respected guy. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Ship okay. is, is and, and he's writing a book. Yes, on, on Mickelson. On Mickelson. Not in May. Right. So that's the background. And Mickelson reached out to him to do this interview in November. Now, when I read Mickelson's comments, I was like, man, that seems really just ballsy. Sure. Talking about these guys are some, if I'm not mistaken, he said these guys are some dangerous motherfuckers. I think he said, what's that? Scary. Scary motherfuckers. He said, yeah. As it relates to the tour or the Saudis? He's talking about the Saudis. Okay. And then he also said, yeah, they execute people for being gay. Right. Uh, And then he said, but this is our opportunity to finally get leverage on the tour. And what stood out to me is if you're really using something for leverage, it, unless he's playing on a like sixth level that I'm not aware of, it's usually not a great idea to broadcast that you're just using it for leverage. So the whole thing struck me as odd. And then he said in his statement on uh, Tuesday right. Jay, that he was off the record with Shipnuck. Shipnick immediately came back over the top and said, that's not the case. The only reason why I want to touch on that part <laughs> of it is because the comments read like somebody who thought they were off the record. I'm not saying that he was or wasn't. My guess is either he's covering his ass or there was a misunderstanding, but Shipnick is adamant that they were not off the record. So with all of that said, bringing people up to date, I can't wait to hear what you think of, uh, of, of a guy who perhaps publicly had one of the highest approval ratings in the game and is persona non grata as we sit here on uh, February 23rd, 2022 at this moment. As it, as it started to play out, I, I didn't, I didn't understand why he was doing what he was doing. And, and, and you put the, you put two things together. A, he's doing it to try and make a true change for the tour and make some things, which arguably you can say, need to be changed. I, I hate hearing this more money for the top players. I, I, I just, I'd rather see more money for development and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, come on, how greedy can you be? The, the uh, I mean, so either he was being genuine about trying to make changes or this is a money grab. And if it's a money grab, why? Right. The guy could, if he wanted to, make money, real good money on the Champions Tour. That's if he wanted to be competitive golf wise, that's where his dough lies. He could sit in a chair on Saturdays and Sundays and make a boatload of money. 
why do and say the things that you have said un- unless there's something more? And then the statement where he really doesn't apologize to the PGA Tour, which he basically used used the term strong-arm tactics and coercion. Yeah. Um, I don't even way, think he mentioned the tour in the uh, apology. I don't think so. Now he talked about players and, and and sponsors and and you know this this is either something that's just gone really wrong and and you know there were there were mistakes made along the way or there's a real problem here. I mean that's where I'm at now. That's speculation. But well, I, th- I think people – I was like, who's I listening to? Um, I mean, I've watched – I've consumed a bunch on this because I, I think I think this is a story for golf people, and I don't necessarily put myself in that category because <laughs> you you actually played it and covered it. I, I'm on the, I'm on the, the barnacle. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> but, but I'm following the story, and so I was aware of the Saudi Golf League thing, and right. I was aware Norman was involved, and I was aware Mickelson was involved. And potentially a bunch of guys who either have done it, or uh, or are on the on the precipice of superstardom, like Bryson DeChambeau. But a lot of guys in their forties. Yep. Um, and they were going to go play for this Saudi golf league. And so Mickelson and Norman were leading the charge. Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, Ian Poulter, Henrik Stenson. Uh, if I didn't mention Bryson, uh, any other names that you were? Uh, Maybe Tommy Fleet. I, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah. it, here's the thing as we went along with the whole process. None of them, including Phil, were official. Not, and the reason they weren't official, because they knew that the day that they said they were officially aligning and with the Saudi Golf League and playing in this and this and that, the tours got them. Yeah. And, and and the tour could ban them That's if they right. wanted. And that was the plan. The tour had been public that they would ban anybody. Who Lifetime ban. Right. Lifetime. So so that this was a, a under the table thing. Now, a couple of developments on this thing. And again, I realize even for the people who are listening to the podcast, who may be watching live, and you're welcome to comment <laughs> uh, on it and interact with us. That's why we're doing it live on yep. on YouTube and Facebook. And hey, the young people don't smoke. Uh, <laughs> Jennings is enjoying a heater yeah. while we talk it over. Kramer Hickok, who's a, a, a player on tour, who, if I'm not mistaken, went to like that nine hole or eight hole playoff with uh, Harris English last year. That's that's right. And in, in, I think uh-huh. he's yeah. with yeah. speed. So it's not like he's a well-known guy, but he did an interview on a podcast last week. And he said the whole plan was to get 20 players, to take 20 players from the PGA Tour, And then the week of the Players' Championship, the signature event for the PGA Tour players, uh, make the announcement of this tour. So to shove it up their asses as much as possible, they were going to make the announcement then. And that's only in two weeks. You have Honda this week, Bay Hill next week, and then the players. That was the plan. So then while all these people are gathering in Los Angeles last week for the Genesis at Riviera, people are starting to get asked about it and they're essentially being asked to swear their loyalty to the tour. And a couple yeah. of people wouldn't do it. Bryson as an example, but guys like Rory, Justin Thomas, Rom. Rom did swear their loyalty. And then on Sunday morning, it starts to percolate. And Dustin Johnson, one of the guys who's key on this is somebody who won a masters within the last couple of years. 
and still young enough to have some relevance and, you know, recent number one player in the world. He issues a statement. He's out. Then Bryson, a couple hours later, he's out. And then at that point, Rory McIlroy stomps on Phil and just shits on it and calls it egotistical <laughs> and a variety of other adjectives. And even Justin Thomas, who's, who's friends with Mickelson, uh, distances himself from it. So now Mickelson's blowing in the wind. And then he's, he's on his him. own island. He, yeah. He's on an island alone. And so that is how we got to yesterday. But that's just with the other players. With Mickelson, uh, Shipnuck, who is the one who released this interview quote, is writing a book on him. It's an unauthorized biography. Clearly they're in communication because Mickelson texted him to get on the phone in November about this thing and Shipnuck picked up. So it's not like it's all out, not talking to him. And, uh, and Mickelson's book is expected to not portray him in a flattering light. Mickelson is not quoted in the book as it's been reported. And one of the things, and this leads to what you were saying, Jay, and so I'm setting you up for this, yeah. that is included in the book that then leads to what people are talking about. And not just like guys, you know, operating, you know, on, in, in Reddit comments, you know. Right. <laughs> but this was on, uh, who's the guy? Who's Rich Lerner, right? That's the kind yeah, of the head Rich guy. Rich Lerner, what, I heard exactly what you okay. heard. Okay. He brought this, uh, now he's, I would put him in his 60s on the golf channel. And so he's kind of a, a statesman of, of sorts on that, that network. And he said, Mickelson sold his private jet in 2019. And someone close to him said, that's his most prized possession. And that was a flashing red light with right. regards to his financial health. And so... That's how we get to people at this moment trying to compute some algebra as to what this whole thing was all about. Is he in financial disarray and he needed that injection now because things are a mess and getting out on the front end of the PR because this book's going to come out in a couple of months and it might detail how he got there. So with that all said, I wanted to bring people up to speed because I know not everybody's been paying attention to this, even though I think it's a story that's about to transcend the game of golf, potentially transcend sports. Jennings, your thoughts on uh, all of that element. Well, and, and then the other aspect about the Saudi golf league is, is the Trump quest to try and get his name out there and, and trying to commit that, you know, this guy's just trying to get attention more than, I mean, balls are, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. It, it's, it, you know, I mean, no offense to H, but <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's just really a scary situation. And I say scary for Phil because this could be truly a game changer in the way his legacy is, what his potential is down the road. Uh, I mean, I talked about the TV opportunities. I mean, I, and I, I felt like the, the it almost was like he knew KPMG was getting ready to pull him as a sponsor. So he came out and wrote right. the apology, if you will, apology, and basically said, any of my sponsors that want to step away, I understand. I mean, again, I just, this all seems to be very selfish I, I, from, the, from the get-go. And, you know, when you're making, when you're trying to use, that's why I think the feeling of he was trying to make changes really to the tour 
has come and gone. Right. That, you know? that was that was the smokescreen for what the right. motivation was. So let's let's get into Mickelson because I've heard you talk about this before. Yeah. Um, I think that there is the casual fan observer of Mickelson and going, God, he is the <clears> greatest, <throat> as in the way he interacts, the thumbs up. Yep. Now I see the thumbs up and I'm like, this is the most smart ass thing going, you know, but but people just go, oh, this is great. He's giving the thumbs up and smiling, but it's just his way to kind of to play the game. There is the fuck I'm good, just ask me, fig jam yep. uh, nickname. And then I saw a, a, a reporter and I said this on 101 today and I can't recall who it was again, but he tweeted, he goes, I talked to a guy on tour and they said, you guys are just starting to catch up with what we've all known for a long time. Right. At the same time, when he was on the pay-per-views and the matches and he was in the booth with Nance, he was a natural, it, he does come off as likable, just certainly, um, I don't know what the right word for, but he likes to be the smartest guy in the room and, and show that he can. And if anything, he would prefer to have a lob shot over a 40 foot tree as opposed to just a, you know, 130 yard shot in right. to, to show his genius. You've been out there, not to say that you, you know, interacted with him a whole lot, but you've interacted with guys on tour. So for background purposes, your perception of him and uh, the perception of the players on tour of him. The perception of the players on tour, for the most part. Now, some of the, you know, the newer guys have, have seen maybe a different fill a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think the guys that played from, you know, in the Tiger era, along with Phil, would tell you he's full of junk. Uh, um, a great player, without question, but they don't believe the facade of this. And I've been there. I was at the '84 Lumber Classic, and why he was playing there, I don't know. Where was the '84 Lumber Classic? It was in at the Nema Colon Woodlands Resort in Pennsylvania. Wow. It, they, they, they got on the tour schedule. Um, the guy that owned '84 Lumber uh, was the guy behind this whole deal and, and built this whole complex up there. Um, and I saw Phil sign autographs for forty-five minutes to an hour. After the final round. I mean, just one after the other. I mean, but there were guys that felt like, well, he's just doing that to do it and, and this and that. I, I mean, I I think that I, I'm, I'm afraid, and again, this is speculation, that either he's made some very bad financial investments um, or gambling may be getting the better of him. Oh, um, and, 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 you know, he wouldn't be the first, yeah. um, and, the, and, and again, that's speculation, but at this point with the way he has gone about things and, and, and said, and, and that weak ass apology or whatever that was, the statement was, um, you know, we're at speculation. Yeah, I, I, I look at him and I feel like his approval rating in a matter of a week has gone from, I don't know what it would have been. I, I think with a casual fan, so I'm talking about golf fans. Sure, uh, that watches the Masters. Right, I, I, would have, I would have thought that he was in the high 80s yep. uh, after he won the PGA Championship in the 90s. Yep. Had he wanted to do it. He could play a little on the Champions Tour and sit next to Jim Nance on CBS. It's not like Nick Faldo has uh, people going, oh, this is the, the second coming. He could help that broadcast, certainly, and make 10 to $12 million. 
uh, working on CBS. Uh, and now in a matter of a week, nobody's touching him and he's going away. I don't know if it's a suspension and you just go, okay, we're going to call it. I'm stepping away. Or if he really is stepping away, right. But uh, nobody is touching him. Nobody is backing him. He is, uh, as I said at the outset, persona non grata. You know, a guy that's been with him since, I mean, since he was recruiting him is Steve Loy, who is his agent. And, you know, Loy and, and Tim Mickelson, you know, have a relationship and, and thus Rom is involved. Right. And, and, and I really got the sense that when, when Rom made it real clear, he, he wasn't part of this, that everybody wasn't on, on the same page. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's been weird because there've only been, you know, little snippets of info. And like I said, nobody had officially said I'm signed, sealed and delivered to this Saudi league. And, and then the fact that one of the great egos of all time, Norman <laughs> is involved. I mean, he couldn't, couldn't he be on a on a yacht somewhere uh, doing something with the somebody's wife, uh, Greg? I mean, you know, uh, it's. Are we t- are we talking about a cock here? I think it was just let's go. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure it was just one. Um, but, but you know, I mean, and 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 Saudi dough. I mean, I just and their name when they were naming all these players, I'm like. Well, but none of them are saying they're they're in. Right. It's just like these names are popping up, and you wonder who was who was really behind all that. Yeah, yeah. you know who who was driving the information for the Saudi golf league was it some rich Saudi dude, or or was it Phil, or, or was it you know? Well, I heard Adam Scott on uh, the No Laying Up podcast. I think he was on two th- three weeks ago. Did either of you uh, happen to listen to that? I did not, but you know what I think is either is coming. Either guys are going to just be as upfront and out there as they can be, or they're not going to do interviews. I mean, they're they're not going to deal with podcasts and stuff like that. No matter what you think about the film, this topic or just in general, I think I think you're going to be extreme. I think this is going to be similar to when Tiger did the GQ interview and got burned. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's what happened here because I don't think Phil is getting burned. I think Phil is getting um, exposed. Um, but I, I think guys are going to be very cautious, even so, more so. So, for example, I just I just have I follow him on Instagram and yep. I'm just scrolling through, and I saw Ian Poulter uh, practice round at the Bear Trap. And considering Poulter was one of the names, yeah, not to say he talked about it, but I'm curious. Uh, how he will uh, how he will handle it this week? I would imagine he'll get asked about it. Uh, Adam Scott's not playing it, but what Adam Scott said on no laying up is it is appealing to only play a limited schedule and still make that kind of money. And they were talking about ten to twelve events. Yep. Some people um, have misunderstood that it was all going to be in Saudi Arabia. That no, not that's not the case. It was just going to be Saudi money uh, that was going to fund it. I see a comment here, um, and it says, casual golf fan here, pretty quick fall from grace, not a Tiger Woods. Oh, look at look at Jackson with the graphics, Jennings. Oh, my! Look at this. 
That boy uh, a raise. Look at that. Uh, not a Tiger Woods banging loose women at a Strodian rate, drama-laced kind of fall, but a quick fall nonetheless. Uh, your thoughts on how this compares and contrasts with Tiger Thanksgiving 2009? Different, but I'm not sure. I mean, let's be honest. In a sense, Tiger has come back from that Absolutely. situation. Um it's still there. It's still wrong. It still broke my friggin' heart for no reason because he's human. Um, but, he, you know, it didn't happen. And then he, even though his news conference wasn't very revealing or very, you know. Um, you talk about Tiger's statement in front of yeah, the, uh, the statement on the golf channel with the, you know, the pillars lined up there. And, <laughs> um you know, it wasn't like he denied it. It wasn't like he was saying, no, there's, you know, none of this is going on. So, I mean, this is a, and as Tim put it, I, I think we're on the precipice. Of something bigger. Of it being a, a, a worldwide story or, or something to that effect. Again, speculation, no knowledge of any of it. But just watching it and seeing the way things have gone in the past, even though we're in a new age with the digital media and all that stuff, it, it, it's very odd. Well, you have a couple of things here, and I, I welcome people to interact uh, as people are hopping on here. I can see Jackson uh, can put you on. Yeah, yeah, Jackson could bring you right on. I guess. Um, <laughs> are we on Instagram as well? That TMA underscore STL Instagram accounts? Uh, uh, not currently. No. Well, no, on YouTube, on YouTube, Twitter, and uh, on Facebook. Couple things that we're going to have here where Phil cannot. I mean, I guess he can, but I don't know if he would. Um, Number one, you have Augusta National, and it's not that far away, which always puts me in a great state of mind to even think that way. But Phil is a defending champion. How does that go at the champion's dinner? Is he going to play Augusta National? We thought Nance was all over Tiger on Sunday in the booth at Riviera. Uh, what about Phil playing Augusta National? And then, even though we may remember the PGA Championship as an August event around here because of Bell Reeve in 2018, Mickelson right. won that thing at Kiowa in May. And so he will be defending his title theoretically uh, at Southern Hills in May. How is that going to play? Cause he just said he's going to step away and not coincidentally Jennings, mind you, that book was going to be released on Tuesday of the week of the PGA, PGA championship. championship. Yes. So how do you think uh, that will play? I mean, if he doesn't play Augusta, then it could be over. I'm not kidding you. I mean, if it, there's no reason for him not to play Augusta. Right. Uh, even if he's suspended by the PGA Tour, I will say. So you do think no, there's a possibility that this is a suspension? Oh, there's saying, absolutely okay, a possibility. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And again, they do not release that type of thing. I mean, they're you know they're controlled by Republican lobbyists. Uh, no offense to Republican lobbyists, but that's who controls the tour. Um, Fincham was one uh, after Beeman. Um, but if he doesn't play Augusta, Tim, I mean, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, then he all of a sudden he's just going to show up at the at the PGA to defend. I mean, <clears throat> there's some people think that we may not see him play again. Really? 
that it, that it could just be over just like Which that. is crazy. I mean, yeah. how, how can you say that? How can you, how could somebody say, I mean, how could Rich Lerner said we may have seen him play his last golf? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I saw that. Uh, I mean, last night. Uh, I want to read uh, some of it because we're getting uh, comments in here and then uh, action Jackson, your thoughts. We talked a little bit about it on, uh, on 101 today. Bryson deep down has to be loving Phil taking all the heat. Phil's best course of action <laughs> is to pay uh, Pat Reed to improve his lie at the next event. <laughs> well played. Uh, that is a nice. And P. Reed will be in the in, in the field this week at Paul. Yes, Beach he Sunday. is. I I put him on my team. Did you? Uh, my um, friend of mine just texted me and said the rough is looking extra thick this week at uh, PGA. I recognize uh, this is probably from number eleven. As a matter of fact, I guess they're growing it out, and that's going to be uh, a brutal one. Uh, the news media seems to only have a problem with what Phil said about the Saudis, not <coughs> the trail of the league. I would disagree with that unless because the person who posted that uh, is saying news media. Uh, maybe because, again, this story has transcended golf and sports. This is right. a story on take your pick of whatever news outlet you're accessing. Uh, it was on both CNN and Fox News and right. it was on the Washington Post and Wall Street Journal. And of course, it was on ESPN. And it's something everybody in the golf world is talking about. It was This was like breaking news, biggest story ever on Golf Channel last night. Um, I, I, so I, I, I disagree with the premise on the Saudi element, unless you're talking specific to the news media. And then that might be the case. But since I don't really watch the news anymore, I can't speak to that. Jennings, any thoughts? Jackson, any thoughts on that? I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing that, that was brought up today was, and Doug brought this up, and I think it's fair, if you're going to condemn golfers playing in Saudi Arabia, how can you not talk about the U.S. sending uh, Olympians to China? And I think there's something, uh, there's a discussion there, but I don't think that that's necessarily what golf fans are talking about today. I think golf fans are talking about, you know, one of the golden boys of the game, and it doesn't even go back to 2000. It goes back to before 2000 uh, and Phil Mickelson being, you know, one of the most popular players in the game just a few days ago to now. I, I don't know when we'll see him again. And I think that's the difference. Yes, this person is clarifying. They mean uh, they mean news media. Uh, do you do you think that we will see something? I stop Jackson. Yeah, I mean, Jackson's like, Jackson's on it with these graphics. I didn't know we had these kind of capabilities now. Yeah. Is this Jackson or is this Hubbard? I don't know. Injection uh, of, the, of the graphics department. Mm -hmm. Jennings, um, I, I brought this up too today when we had this discussion on, on 101. And I don't know if people, especially people like in, in Jackson's generation, uh, 23 years old, can realize this from, I don't know, I guess we can go back to 97. Certainly Jackson wouldn't remember that because he wasn't born yet. But 97, but in particular, maybe 2000 to his U.S. Open win at Torrey Pines in 2008. Right. Tiger Woods' approval rating that you saw at Augusta in 2019 was a totally different thing than the Tiger Woods' approval rating that you saw from 2000 through 2008. In other words... Contrary to what people think now, and potentially Jackson's generation and some of the people watching or listening to this, Tiger was polarizing uh, for some fans, whether it be golf fans or otherwise, from 2000 through 2008. 
And what happened in 2009, 2010 was confirmation bias for those who hated him and go, see, I told you he was a shitty guy. <laughs> then when he came back from all of that and his surgeries and won the Masters. Everything's uh, okay. Every, everybody, yeah, okay. So you agree. So Tiger was not necessarily as popular as people who might not remember the early 2000s uh, may think. I remember when we started taking emails on Sirius XM. And some of the things I would see sent in about Tiger and, and uh, the way we talked about him or, or this and that, it was bad. I mean, it, it, I'm not going to say 50-50, but I'll say 70-30. I'll say almost 70-30 um, because if you had a favorite player. 70-30 what? Liked him or disliked him? 70-30 liked him. 70% liked him, okay. 30% as opposed to maybe 90-10 with the, with the, with the, the, the second or third go around. Right. Um, yeah. And, and Tim, I've talked about this before because I, I saw it in real time. I was telling my son the other day, I played, we were talking about PGA national and I once played in a card game with Phil at the PGA junior championship uh, in 1986 at PGA national. Really? So, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. So I've been, I've been, I mean, I've been around the guy and, 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 you know, it, it's it's he's a fascinating case study. But in August of 96, Phil was on a Sunday. Phil was getting ready to win his fourth tournament of the year. OK, yeah. at that time, it was called the World Series of Golf in Akron at Firestone. That same Sunday, a guy named Tiger Woods was beating Steve Scott for his third straight United States wow. amateur. And. In a way, you know, that 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 was a true changing because Phil had become the young superstar on the PGA Tour and, and it had filled his place. I mean, he'd been the best player for his age since he was six. Yeah. Um, so and that's all this guy's known is being the best player in the world for his age, except when Tiger was around. Yeah. And then he was. uh he was lumped in with the with the Tiger versus Phil thing, and Tiger certainly took control of that. But but Tiger's popularity now is not what Tiger's popularity was no, when he was no, making sir. that run. Mickelson, I feel like, experienced peak popularity at Kiowa. Without a PGA championship at 50 yep. years old. And and it was a steady rise. Right. It, there, there was no there was no drop. It was just as as he continued. This is from the public view, not the, right. the players' point. I of agree view. with yes, yes. It yes. just continued to rise, maybe not skyrocket, but just on a steady upward trend. And even maintained during a couple of years where you wondered if it was over. And then, like you said, here comes the magic of Keel. Yeah, the magic of Kia really was the culmination of his uh, use of social media, uh, the match, and uh, those pay-per-views. And, uh, and he, I remember he dropped by the booth one time. Yeah. Well, you want to talk about a cuck situation. He cucked <laughs> with Nance. I mean, he just was basically roasting him and clearly so good at it. Just an absolute natural. And now I wonder, um, you know, if he will ever have that opportunity. I, I guess, you know, the nature of things when somebody is the target of the social media outrage in any element is the apology is never good enough. But yesterday really wasn't much of an apology so much as it was either a denial or deflection. And so 
I, I don't know how he necessarily comes back from that particular thing unless he just comes clean right. with everything that's gone on. And whether he wants to or not, somebody's going to be writing about it, whether it's accurate or not. Again, I don't know, but I want to make it clear. And that's the thing I keep because I know Alan Shipnuck, he's not, he could walk in here. I don't know who he is. <laughs> his name. You can take him. For the people, <laughs> for the people who do, who do, uh, who follow baseball, I, I know that around here, it's certainly going to be a lot larger than golf. He's Ken Rosenthal. He's a credible guy. He's not yeah. like a gossip columnist. He's, he's, an, he's an insider. Right. Yeah. Um, and so this book was scheduled to come out and still is likely to schedule to come out uh, a couple of days before the PGA Championship. Any questions, comments you may have, feel free. I have some here in the uh, email inbox in addition to, uh, in addition to, oh, Michael Wellington texting me. Uh, recovering alcoholic from Belleville and Webster Groves will be very happy. He just wants to know the date of the dotum. Uh, and for the record, for those of you now watching, May 19th and May 20th at Normandy. Uh, and uh, we will uh, have quite a pony. Lisa Ann's flight, Jennings, booked. Yeah. Lisa Ann's flight, Beautiful. booked. She's flying in uh, to St. Louis on Wednesday afternoon, and she is flying out on Saturday. So she is going to be here for Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday night. Uh, pony, pony, so pony. It's going, it's going to be an absolute pony. I cannot wait. Uh, for those of you interested in registering, uh, I know that they're going to give right of first refusal to foursomes to people who sponsor. So that uh, would be a way in if you are uh, if you are uh, not sure you're going to get in. Uh, let's see what else we've got in here on this. Uh, let me take a look here. All right. Questions coming in on the topic. Guys, if Tiger and Phil are not around in five years on the PGA Tour, who do you think replaces them as the face of the game? Jennings, I'm curious what you think on that. Well, I don't you can't get to that level. I mean, those guys were in two different levels. I mean, Tiger obviously was. I don't know. Maybe Phil, you wouldn't put. Yeah, Phil but Phil, there. I mean, Phil for a large, you know, if, if there was a second face, it was Phil. I mean, right. in a pretty strong one. Um, I think the best player over the next five years will be Ron. How much of the face he'll be, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. That's an excellent question. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I, I don't know that Ron necessarily wants to be, he may, he may become that because of the success. Um, you, you wonder JT and JT's had some baggage with him too. Um, you know, the stuff he set out at, at, at uh, Hawaii last year. Right. Um, I don't know. That's an excellent. I mean, I'd say it may be Rom because of the success. I don't know that. I mean, it could be Dustin Johnson. I mean, he could win three three Grand Slams this year. How I, about I fire one here that that you haven't mentioned yet? And then Colin Morikawa. That's where I was going to go. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, two years, two majors. Um, solid for the most part, almost every time he gets in the heat, uh, great demeanor, doesn't seem to be a lot of negative with him and will right. smile. Unlike Cantlay, um, you know, resting bitch face, <laughs> you know, you know, when you make a birdie smile, Jackson, who would you put, especially as a, as a younger Young guy, uh, yeah. gentleman, who, who would you to go me, with? It's, it's easier than it, than it seems. It's Brooks and Bryson. 
It's it's. Well, look I don't I don't see Brooks Kepka's. I don't think Brooks Kepka. Like for example, this weekend, Jennings. I mean, yeah. he's playing in the. I, first off, he's playing in the Honda. In my opinion, only number one, he lives there. And, and number brother. two, they give a, they give an exemption to Jesus in the field. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you sit there if you're building out rosters and you go, okay, if he wanted to, if this were the PGA Championship, there, different deal. But it's this thing which has become kind of a you know. I'll just play. Yeah, 3M deal, and I'll go back on the boat with Jenna, and we'll you know <laughs> fuck off. Uh, if the if the if the water unless unless he you know unless he gets off and makes a couple birdies you know uh, yeah that's the thing like I saw him at Genesis or not oh Tory and he, he missed a couple putts and I'm like he's he's, he's gonna done. he's gonna he's tapping out I mean, you just can see it right away I just don't think he could ever do it because I don't think that's his demeanor and I certainly don't think it's DeChambeau because part of being the guy is either you're so dominant that your personality doesn't matter, see Tiger, initially, um, or uh, or the personality makes up for the fact that you're not necessarily dominant, see Phil. And I just don't think Bryce, Bryce, something's just a little off there, you know. uh, He's going to be, Bryson's going to be the lightning bolt. I mean, again, the the planets could align, the wind could be right, the, the, the rough could be, low and and he's figured out along with the Pythagorean theorems that this is where to put it and he has that week and he wins by seven and maybe it's a major I I, my thing with him isn't that because I I because I thinking that he might there just might be something a little off there which would make it difficult for him which is why guys like to give him shit which people are kind of like to Brooks Kepka like dude you're picking on like the nerd I mean just right you don't pick up the you know but whatever is I think he could deal with some health issues uh, I know he's dealing with nice. it now, but I mean, trying to build himself and successfully building himself into what he's built himself into. I just wonder what the, the longevity of that is, you know, with the with the twisting and turning people I see in the chat have brought up Rory. I don't know. Yeah, man. It's he, been, he it's been a it. while it was, since he's won a, uh, a major. Yeah. It was yeah. his back in like 2014 and 15. It was all his. Yep. And he kind of let it go. And, and that's that that's, you know, why I don't know. I mean, does Rory is Rory going to win another major? That's a that's a serious question. Yeah, that's a, my favorite that's a, player. Uh, I mean, five years ago, I was greenside when Ricky Fowler won the Honda, and you felt like it's a matter of time before he wins a major. And now I think people would go, "Does he even win another tournament, much less major?" Right. So some of these guys who five years ago you had the boys on the spring break trip, uh, and you felt like they were invincible, and Justin Thomas is really at this moment. Uh, the one who you would say, I mean, if Spieth has his driver working, he can do anything. As we he can't say. hit a fairway. But he can't hit a fairway. And so that's Smiley Kaufman playing in Monday qualifiers. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, God bless him. I'd love to play in a Monday qualifier. But he, what happened to him? Do you know anything about what happened? I, I, first thing guys like you will say, hard game. So I recognize yeah, that. I mean, I, I, you know, because he was on the tour at a young age and now he's Monday. I, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I, I have not heard uh, anything on smiling. Uh, somebody said Morikawa and Xander is the faces. We haven't brought well, up Xander. And Xander is, is a, a guy, again, I mean, you know, he, he, we talked about Spieth not being able to drive. Xander it, He's got to be able to putt. Uh, yeah. I mean, and and, and you know, when holes get tight, uh, when you when you're in the mix at Augusta, for example, as we saw. But he you could know. be a guy. I mean, there's yeah. you know, I, and I understand where where Jackson's coming from with Bryson, 
but but Bryson will not is too much disliked or misunderstood to be right. And, and a little bit of my reasoning behind that is a lot of the guys we've mentioned are, and maybe this is just because I grew up around a lot around them, but just like golf guys, like guys who are really good and they're not particularly interesting off the course. Yeah, I'm not saying that's all of them, but those two. Brooks with his, like, I shouldn't be here. I should be playing football or baseball attitude. <laughs> and Bryson, like the super weird guy. Right. For whatever reason, attract people because they're a little different. I agree with that. I just, I don't think, I don't know if Kepka has, and Dustin Johnson for that matter. I And I, I could be off on this. It might be just totally narrative. But you watching it and, and having made money on, you know, and poker and body language. I, God, if I can live bet after seeing Brooks Kepka play a couple holes on what he's going to do, I would do it, and I'd be right more often than I'd be wrong because you can tell whether or not he's into it or not. And I, if I can watch it tomorrow with the Honda Classic, I'll know yep. within a couple of holes if he's there to just check the box or if he's there to try to, to get his world golf ranking back up. And Dustin Johnson, I mean, hey, you know Jennings? I mean, Dustin Johnson's approaching 40. Uh so that, that's not something that, you know, yeah. that's just that's just the reality of it with a bunch of young guys. Yeah, in theory, and I've, I've felt like this has been coming and Phil was justifying it, that because guys are being able to hit the ball further at an older age, um, that, that they may be able to stick around a little right. while. Yeah. Yeah. However, I also you think you have to care to put into the work to be able to stay well, in that state. And, and that's and, what I wonder with him. Absolutely you do. And and let me look at the Bernard Longer winning on the championship yeah. again at five years old. You know, I mean, but I, I wonder as well motivation. I mean, at what point, if you've got 140 million in a bank account, uh, which some of these guys are gonna have when they're 45. Uh, you know, especially the Dustin and the Brooks that sometimes look like they, they could give a rat's ass. What's going on? <laughs> right. right. I mean, I, that's that's the issue with those guys. Anytime you're building out lineups, I'm like, God, does he fucking care this week? I know Is he this plays the week? well at Riviera, yeah. but God, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't care. And then you know, I'm I, that that's the that's the handicapping element. You have to have the guy who's consumed with it. Bryson is consumed with it. Anytime you ask guys who are around the game or actually in it, yep. even if they're like, yeah, the guy's a goofball, but I respect the fact that he did what he did, you know? And, and, and so, you, so they respect that he, you know, turned himself into this, this weightlifting phenom, but can you continue to do that over the years? And what is he in his late, I think he's 28 ish, 28 or nine. Give, yeah. give, give or take Rom would be the guy talent wise. Yeah. Um, at the moment. But like you said, can he be the face in the U.S. that would get people really fired up? And I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I agree with you, Jackson. If if you're talking about Bryson health wise and Brooks, that would be great. Uh, and Kepka did dominate majors for back to back yeah. years. And maybe yeah. maybe we'll see it come back. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you know, it's, it's been percolating. He, he was he was in the mix at, at the waste management a couple weeks ago. Um, so maybe, maybe it is there. I'm, I'm legitimately, there isn't a whole lot when it comes to storylines this weekend at the Honda, I think a random will win it. Yeah. Um, but I'm anxious. The one thing I actually am anxious to see is, is how Brooks Kepka treats the event. Speaking of which, and then we'll wrap this thing up here, Jennings, um, for, for your lineups, cause I'm going to, I'm going to be sitting down and building out like a hundred, uh, <laughs> lineups here over the next, we had a big week last week. Tam Avenue Capital Partners, actually. We nice. 
double our money, and we were uh, in the mix to win the whole thing up until uh, Morikawa made his run. Uh, anybody you like this weekend, uh, I like to have these conversations with you. You tend to be hot, and you beat Iggy's uh, uh, roster with your Joaquin Neiman, Martin Laird. <laughs> uh, the magic pick. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a listener. I watched the show this morning on, on YouTube. I'm with you on Sam Ryder. Yeah, um, kind of a sneaker play at 7,200 or 7,300 on DraftKings. I, I, I kind of went a little top-heavy with a couple of guys. I, 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 here's my oddball one. Danny Willett, 7,000. Wow. And, and, and it's wow. He made – He'll get an ownership projection for you. Well, well, like, I would imagine we're talking about one. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, in most of the games I play now, yeah, if you make if five get the cut, you're gonna cash. Just you know, yeah. And and Willett's my guy to say if he doesn't make the cut, okay, hopefully my other five guys do. Um, because I think he'll be low owned. He's a fair, he, it, this is a shorter, I'm gonna say shorter in, in proportion to some of the real big boy golf courses right. he's got to play. Um, and, and, you know, he made the cut at the last tournament he played over in Saudi, which was elite, a weak uh, DP tour field. But, I, I, you know, this week is so weird um, that, that if you have one guy that gets you some points that, that nobody else has got, that could be a big thing. So, That's, yeah, I mean, last week I put Neiman on 25 of 38 rosters. Huge. So, I mean, I, there wasn't much of a sweat there. I just had to fade Morikawa on Sunday, and he, of course, went on a heater. But we had uh, Neiman, Scott, Thomas, Hovland as the core, and they Ooh. were at the top of the leaderboard. So we were uh, we were legitimately uh, Willett is projected at 0.78% ownership. Uh, really? By the way. So wow, if you I have him and he hit, you will be you will have uh 99.22% leverage on the field uh yeah. if he were to hit. Uh the highest owned, I'll just give some people some information and thank you for tuning in. So you get some information here that uh, I have to pay for, but you will get who do you think is the highest owned, Jennings? Projected. Uh, Daniel Berger. Uh third highest owned. Jackson, uh, you want to venture a guess? I'll just go with the highest price player, Sun JM. That's a good guess. This this week, that's a it's a good guess. Uh, it is not though. I would have thought that would have been it. Actually, that would have been my guess, knowing he plays well there and has yeah. won there two years ago. Uh, <laughs> Billy Horschel, Billy Ho, Billy Ho, Billy Ho. I can see it. Florida guy. Seven uh, percent is what I'm seeing here. Been playing decent. Yeah, I can I could see that. Uh, let me ask you about one guy. Let me get some free information. Sure, I'm happy. Well, you, you do the podcast, so uh, let me yeah. tell you back. Um, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. Come on, Sending champion Matt Jones is at 8%. Uh, not that anybody necessarily knows who he is. Iggy's guy last week, Patrick Rogers, is at 7%. Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell, who I saw hit a beautiful wedge in before he hit the game-winning, uh, the tournament-winning putt, excuse me. To keep out of a playoff with Ricky Fowler and Brooks Kepka in 2019, Keith Mitchell, Jennings. Oh, he's up there. Yeah, 18.81 percent is what I'm seeing. Now, th this is not. This is this is a projection. This isn't. Right. This isn't gospel. This thing You're not tied in the DraftKings big time. Last week, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I guess a lot of people wound up being on Dustin Johnson. I think that's the, the one that shocked people last week was how yeah. how highly owned he was. It wasn't expected to be that way. So these are projections. They're not by any means gospel. 
Uh, but if you're playing this stuff, one of the important things to do is to pick players who aren't going to be highly owned. Otherwise, uh, you're just building out chalk lineups. And, and at that point, you're basically competing with Doug's Lancome box. And that's hey, it. Hey, you, you don't do double ups, do you? No. We're, we, I mean, with, with the guys <laughs> putting money and we're not looking to double up. We're looking to try to hit a lottery ticket once in our lives. That's well, I, and I understand. I, I mean, I noticed a guy last week. And I just did a $5 double up game. And he had 20 lineups. I mean, the guy spent 80 bones. Um, and they were all the same lineup. All 20 were the same lineup. I think I've done something like that before. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd, have to, you'd have to get on a roll. Or you just have to say, you know what, I'm going to – maybe you say I'm going to go three weeks in a row. I'm just going to roll everything. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the thought process behind that. Yeah. That – you know, it's like if I were to sit down in a poker tournament and it's online and it's a $5 buy-in versus a $100 buy-in. Now, it doesn't mean that $100 buy-in is going to exclusively have better players. But the theory is. You're likely to run into a better caliber of player yeah. at the $100 level as opposed to the $5 level. It's not right. a lock, but again, operating on probability. And so for this guy, I'm theorizing He's going, okay, I'm going to put in basically 100 bucks, 80 bucks. Yep. And as opposed to doing an $80 buy in tournament, I'll enter, you know, X number of rosters in this one and it'll just be the same roster. And if I hit, I'll double up the same amount of money as I would at an $80, but I might be playing against easier competition at the $5. Sure. Yep. So I think, I think that's the thought process on that. Now, I want to make this clear with, with regards to game theory on DFS. If you're just playing the double ups, you don't give a shit if you have high owned players or not. Uh, no, you're just but, trying to get the points. Yeah, if you're, but what we play are the GPPs, which are those tournaments, and in order to have leverage, you right stuff. Yeah. Danny Willett, you yeah. know, uh, last week we were big on Munoz as kind of a random one. Um, Sebastian, he wound, up, he wound up being being solid, but Neiman was only owned by like I think between twelve and fifteen percent. And you just got to take stands. What's he yeah. at this week off the W? Let me take a gander. Uh, what do you I mean, think he's at, Jennings? And then I'll give you the number. I mean, I, I, again, if you think about it, this one would hold up to the you never play the winner, especially since you're talking about totally different grasses. Yeah, You're, you're talking about a totally different feel. I mean, 10? Uh, he is projected at 14.18%. Okay. He's actually the second highest owned uh, Chilean in the field. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's there's some it, hinting for those of you who are constructing lineups. It's a, I mean, it's it's a it's a tough call on the field. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, this is a week where I'll you know not that anybody gives a shit what I'm doing because it's not like I've won, but uh, I will likely have half the rosters we build out not having any of the quote unquote big names and by big names i mean guys who the high are, old, the highly priced yeah i mean anything uh above like i mean tommy fleetwood's like the fifth highest or sixth highest owned player this week that tells you a lot yeah or excuse me priced player sun jm louis ustazen joaquin neiman daniel berger kepka and then you get tommy fleetwood a guy who's really struggled at least stateside and then it drops off to horschel lowry hasn't played in a while even yeah. though uh you know he certainly could be a value 
Um, he hasn't played in a while. And then Al- then you get to Alexander Norrin and Matthew Wolf and Keith Mitchell. I mean, that just shows you how weak I mean, Matthew it. Wolf's another guy that can't hit a whole lot of fairways. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, he's And that's a guy who uh, – it's funny. I was playing with a friend of the program, Adam Long, who is fading this week, by the way, even though he lives for real. I mean, dead serious. Right I mean, if he's five minutes from there, it's, it's, it's long. I know exactly – you know, where he, he lives right with Corey Connor, where Corey Connors used to live and Mackenzie Hughes, and they live two minutes from the PGA in entrance. But a lot of guys don't like to play the course. Uh, it's a tough course to get up and down. Uh, and it's, it's in, and it, and it comes right in the middle of Riviera and then Arnold's event and then the players. So it's schedule wise. Yeah. Uh, it's brutal, but Matthew Wolf got a house at a course uh, that I would play down there called uh, East point, but never really lived there. And then I think he sold it because he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm living down here. I'm 21 years old, but I'm basically living in like a retirement community. <laughs> and then he kind of debted and talked about it when he came clean, when he that was dealing with some, you know, yeah. mental health issues and said, yeah, I kind of messed up. I went from being in a college atmosphere in Stillwater to a retirement community. And I remember going by his house and they're like, yeah, he, that's Matthew Wolf's house. We don't know if he's ever been in it. <laughs> he's doing it for tax purposes. Yeah, I mean, um, there, there's a guy if he could find some fairways. That's a guy who – that's the thing. That's the, the way to do this, if you're playing tournaments, not the double-ups, is to do something that feels uncomfortable with right. regards to putting a player on and then taking a stand. And you just have to do it. And, you know, uh, two weeks ago, I think I had Rom on 100% of our rosters just to and go, he, okay, he he's going to be owned by 30%, so I got to have leverage on the field. We'll do we'll, – we'll, we'll have leverage. We'll go somewhere else. And if, and if he has a bad week, we're absolutely fucked. Jennings, I've enjoyed it. We've done an hour. I think that's more than enough, especially giving you about 15 minutes' notice that we were doing it. Enjoyed BSing with you. Thank you to all the sponsors who make this possible. I saw Ryan Kelly. He was in the building today. Good man. Jennings, what did you think of the building? You have a week of, of hubbarding under your belt. Uh, what was your uh, – I liked it. I mean, it's a real radio station. It's a real, <laughs> it, it's a real entity. It's, I it's, was having lunch yesterday at uh, Il Balago, which is right, you know, the restaurant. Yeah, right I there, At the station. Yeah, a couple of those guys, the, the um, brothers own, own that uh, that uh, restaurant. Uh, and guy goes, goes, you think there's any way you guys could have Jay, Jay in as a full-time guy? I go, you have no idea how much we've talked about that. So... Uh, maybe someday, Jennings. Someday soon, it would well, be. Well, this wonderful. season, this season, come see me at Sullivan and, and tee it up, and I'll yeah. be mess, I'll be messing around with these boys. Always good to be on with you. Let me ask one question about. Go ahead, pose your query. Angry and the cigarettes. <laughs> so, so Jackson, yo, was he out front? No, he was. Uh... Why wasn't he out front? Because that's where he goes. Well, no. he, I've noticed coming in, uh, he'll be greeting me sometimes uh, at this loading dock. Uh huh. I don't know why. I don't know why he's he's diversified his smoking locations, but because Jackson and I are the only members, full time members of the show, Jennings. Yes. Uh, at, at least at this moment, who get the emails. Uh, Doug hasn't set his up. Good move by Doug. And Plowboy hasn't set his up. So uh, I didn't know that. And I saw the email, and I think I was in studio with Jackson like yeah. at 2 in the afternoon a couple days ago. Was it a staff email? When it was a, sta- it was a oh, staff yeah. email yeah. from City Place <laughs> talking about a recent problem. With <laughs> and Working I said to Jackson, I go, uh-oh, I have a feeling I know who this is directed to. Yeah. And uh, and and then Jackson yesterday goes. Uh, the Courtney show was talking about us 
and somebody sent me the audio and I'm like, oh boy, we are, uh, we've only been there for two months and we're already. You can take the angry to Hubbard, but you can't take the angry out of Higgy. <laughs> oh. So uh, I think he, uh, he, I saw he posted an Instagram video, not necessarily happy. Kind of like when I get my son to wash his hands, he will pout about it for five minutes, but he'll do it. Iggy was down in the proper smoking location, which I guess is like in some wartime shelter or something. (laughs) That's where Jackson parks. So uh, that's what he's got going on. Jennings, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much, sir. Thank Thank you. you to uh, Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert. Thank you to James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Jamie Burkhardt of Munganess, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Tim Burkhardt. Uh, William Grant and Sons and Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies for Action Jackson and our special guest this week, Jennings Randolph Jr. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show podcast. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, My Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.